Yo, welcome back uh, to the Mass Football Podcast, the number one soccer podcast in Oklahoma City. Soccer podcast. I'm your host, Ricardo Yoa, and it's just me today. But I did want to say thank you to the sponsors, Selva Studios, not Selva Studios, they were the old sponsors. I don't know what I'm thinking today. Um, Legacy Real Estate Group for allowing me to use your location. Um, if you guys are needing anybody to buy a house, invest, sell a house, I recommend you guys to hit up Matia Rossi, Matia Vero at Legacy Real Estate Group. They're great. They know what they're talking about, and they make the whole process pretty, pretty smooth. Uh, but it is not me by myself today, because I do have a guest, a really great guest, a baller, um, all the way from Brazil. He's uh, the head of the best training, my friend, Alex Bampa. How's it going? What's up, my friend? How are you? It's going. I forgot your second last name, my friend. I'm sorry. Bumpa Tayar. Bumpa Tayar. Yeah. How are you today, man? Doing good. Good, good, good. Well, I appreciate you for coming on. I know um, I kind of hit you up last minute. Um, oh, no. It's okay. But for the people that don't know you, tell me a little bit about yourself, my friend. Well, I was born and raised in Brazil. Moved to the U.S. when I was 18 mm-hmm. um, with... All the all the foreigners around here yeah, on a soccer. soccer. soccer what school did you come to play with? I was trying to figure out where that was. Was it Oklahoma South? City University? OCU. OCU. Okay. Okay. I don't know why I Under thought Brian Harvey, the legend. Really? Oh yeah. You were, was Brian Harvey still there when you were there? Yeah, all four years. Oh wow. Yeah. When did he retire? That was pretty recently, I wasn't he? I think it was two years after I left. Nice. Yeah. Nice, nice. Did you like it at OC? Yeah, it was nice. nice. It was very nice. It was a. Well, I didn't know, didn't know what to expect mm-hmm. when I first came to, to the Oklahoma, to the great city of Oklahoma City. <laughs> I mean, I would Google Maps and like mm-hmm. see, and then everything just looked yellow from yeah. Google Maps. So I was like, oh my god, okay. What did you think, like, <laughs> when they said, "Well, let's go back before okay. we get to why okay, you came okay. to Oklahoma City"? You said you're from Brazil. What yeah. part of Brazil? São Paulo, Brazil. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. That's a little bit south, right? Southwest. Uh, south. Yes. Southeast. South. Southeast on the coast. Yes. Nice, nice. Yes. So then, um, tell me how soccer became your sport. I mean, it's Brazil, oh, so probably everybody, you know. But how was that? Um, how did the love for soccer come for you? Man, so I, I always liked to play. Mm-hmm. Played with my friends. Played on the streets. Played. Um, always try to do pickup games with my friends. That all, all the chance that I got. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was about, I think nine. I start started to get a little more serious, mm-hmm. but now, by the time I was eleven, I was already trying out for clubs. Okay. Because um, back home, at least when I was playing, I don't know how it's working there. The youth, um, they start a little bit later for mm-hmm. soccer, but they do have futsal. That's what Rodrigo was telling me that it, during the youth, it's all futsal until yes. you hit like eleven or twelve, and that's when they kind of graduate you to exactly. play outdoor. Yeah, which they, I think is brilliant. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. Mm-hmm. That's in my in my opinion, you gotta have like a hybrid program where you can do futsal and soccer, both of them like complementary to each other. Yeah. And eventually, if the club like the big big clubs in São Paulo, they have the opportunity for the players to stay in futsal mm-hmm. or stay just go for soccer or stay in both. But eventually, mm-hmm. they have to choose mm-hmm. what they want to do, or the club chooses for you. Uh, probably more lucrative to go play outdoor than it is futsal. Exactly. But that's funny you say that because that's kind of where you see all the youth videos of all the Brazilians. I remember seeing the old Ronaldinho commercials of him playing futsal, futsal and scoring yeah. 11 goals and whatnot. So I think that's 
that's great because you can go from futsal to outdoor and take all that experience yeah. and the close touch coordination and passes and whatnot. But going from outdoor, doing it the other way around is a lot more harder. Uh, yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. And that's what I uh, struggled with because uh, I was like a like a faster player, mm-hmm. wanted a like, big touch to beat a player, wasn't really like had the the skills mm-hmm. always played left back myself my whole life okay so you are a left back yes i was okay. always a left back i don't know that. on the when i was a fifth uh u15 u17 they put me as a 10 mm-hmm. or a left winger but 95 percent of the games i was playing left back left mm. back who's your favorite left back man i gotta go with marcelo that's marcelo yeah i gotta go with marcelo all all praise to roberto carlos but you think marcelo takes it from him it's just the style man they're just a, they're a lot different. because uh yes Marcelo just that just more technical. He's a lot cleaner. Yeah, and away. he just changed the position, like how people look at the position. Yeah, because if you ask five years ago, mm-hmm. what's a left back? It's a defender. Yeah, not necessarily. No. If you know how to play with the fullbacks, you have a, a way that better can team. Attack someone that could spread the field, someone that can put some balls in, someone yeah. that can alleviate pressure. Switch sides. That's that's a, one, of the, one of the biggest things I had was I was able to switch sides with ease nice. and just. Clear up the game. Nice, nice. So who did you play with in Brazil, futsal? Like, what was the club um, name of the San Paulo. San Paulo? Yeah, okay. I played for a little bit, and then I went to the, I went to their academy for soccer, mm-hmm. and then I didn't do futsal anymore. And then from there, I just stayed with soccer. From 12 on, I just stayed with soccer. At San Paulo? Or is it different? Uh, I, I went for San Paulo, mm-hmm. and then... Uh, I got let go because there's so many kids. Yeah, it's I can't like imagine. every six months, it's a huge tryout. Mm. Like I'm talking about 500 kids. That's terrible. I bet you it's cutthroat too. So nobody's yeah. your friend out there. Uh, well, we have your friends, but but still, like, but still, it's either you or your friend. Everybody has that dream. Did you play with anybody that ended up going pro, or did you run into play against anybody? I have a lot of friends that went pro, but not not that far. Not like not like we watch on TV. Yeah, no. yeah. But I did play against Gabi Go. Okay. From he's at Flamingo now. Okay. Cool. He was at Inter Milan a few years back. Uh, played against Marquinhos. Okay. PSG, Brazilian national team. Just to name a few, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those those guys are just another level. And I'm sure I play against other other people that play mm-hmm. pro right now, but just don't remember. Yeah. Those are the two that stand out. I actually got magged by Gabi Go, but that's really? okay. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> it happens. And you saving that one back here? It's like that guy, <laughs> Miko, that guy. He magged me right there. Yeah, that's I funny. Mean, that, that's yeah. part of the game, huh? Yeah. Was it hard for you to go make that decision to go futsal or outdoor, or you just always knew in no, your head it's going to be outdoor? It was very easy for me. So then when you left Sao Paulo, where'd you go? Uh, also, like, in between clubs, because I was young still. Mm-hmm. I was, like, 12, 12, 13. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I played, um, like, some, how can I say, like, state championships. Kind of like, uh, like Cosmos this year, where they played the best in the state, or... Uh, it's like a we put a team together to play against um, like an another clubs like big clubs, São oh, Paulo, okay. Corinthians, that that kind of stuff. And we played, and we did pretty well. And I got, I got seen by other clubs. Ah, uh, so it's a team, an amateur team that got put together to play against club teams for them to see you. Exactly. Gotcha, like gotcha, we gotcha. we get to we get to play against the clubs in mm-hmm. the same competition, and people get to see you. Mm-hmm. And from there, I started going. I never left any academies. Like. Mm. I stayed for a year at Portuguesa, mm-hmm. which is a club at in Sao Paulo. 
very, very far from my house, like about two hours. And so a half. you, at this point, were living out of your house or no, 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 no commuting? Was it was commuting, yeah, yeah it was yeah. commuting. Um, I didn't get to play the the championship with them, mm-hmm. but I kept playing with the other club. Mm-hmm. But then once I hit fourteen years old, uh, thirteen years old, I started. I went to uh, Nacional, which is another smaller mm-hmm. club in Brazil. Mm-hmm. From there, I started started going like getting a little bit better mm-hmm. as a player. Is that probably where you kind of grew the most? Yes. No, not. I'm not going to say the most. Where was that? That I grew the most uh-huh. as a player was definitely in America. Yeah? Yes. I was a, I was a late boomer. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And I, I think that was good. That was a good thing. You think it was probably because of the environment that you were in? And I mean, you have no well, other choice? Or? Let, let, let's say that I had a different view with soccer. Because mm-hmm. no, I was a kid. Mm-hmm. I still went to school full time. Um, I had my responsibilities. I had my uh, had to keep the grades up. Yeah. All that kind of stuff. And it was, soccer was priority for me, but not necessarily for my parents. Mm-hmm. I hear so, that. I understand that. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I got a. Um, I had to keep my grades up, and then so I had many other things to focus on. Did I have time and the opportunity to get the extra work in by myself? Like you wanted to. Yes, no. I did. Oh. Yes, I did. But oh, I did school. I went to training already. Oh, let me let me relax. And it's. I have a kid mentality, yeah. which is okay. Mm-hmm. There are a few kids that have like a, a little bit more advanced mentality, yeah. and uh, but that just wasn't me. That eat, breathe, you know, and sleep. It, it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, I, br- I, that was me. Mm-hmm. But like, I didn't really put the work in that I could have. Mm. You know, and that's what I try to express to the kids that I train. Like, you got to put the work in. Yeah. After know. this, like, you can't just come here no. and then go to practice. You no. have your touches. I tell them like, how many hours are there in a week? You got to take eight hours of the day to sleep, mm-hmm. right? Because you got to rest. Mm-hmm. And then when, once you leave here, leave your club training, leave your um, con- uh, conditioning or strength, whatever, give yourself the proper amount of break, hours, minutes, whatever you feel like your body can take. You can, you, you, your body knows. Yeah. Or you can condition your body. Your body's amazing. Exactly. And amazing. the more you do, the more you'll be able to do, mm-hmm. right? Um, and do it. Mm. Just work on whatever you want to work on. Get your touches in, get that skill down, get the, even juggling. Mm-hmm. Go out and juggle, touch the ball, get familiar with the ball. Yeah. Do it barefoot. Make get it a tennis ball. Make it your friend. Yeah, exactly. I, uh, what was I going to say? Um, I completely forgot. Oh my goodness. I was going to say, what was it for? Sorry, continue. If I think about it, I'll come back. Okay, up. no, that's fine. That's fine. Well, but uh, going back to the, because it just went a completely different way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then uh, at, 15, I went to a smaller club called Giadema, which is, it's far. It was far for me. <laughs> and how are you commuting? Are you going by yourself? Um, are your parents taking you? Or So it, it was a year by year type of thing. Mm-hmm. My, my dad owned his business, so he, he could, he could uh, take me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he could drop me off at the bus station or the, the subway station. Mm-hmm. I'll just get the subway, get the train. So I get the subway, get the bus, and then walk a little bit to practice. Mm. Um, sometimes you could take me. Yeah. And then when training started to go in the morning, it was we the training was at nine a.m. starting. Damn. And I lived three hours away. Two hours but if you go by bus, it would be like Even two longer? to three hours, depending on the how crowd. Yeah. The public transportation. So is. you're talking about if it's at nine, you're waking up at five to yes. get there. Ugh. Yeah. And. Um, 
there was, I, was, we were, I was fortunate enough because my neighbor worked on the city next to the city that I played for. Oh, wow. Yeah, so she would drop me off at the very last stop. Mm-hmm. So I would just get one bus oh. and walk. Nice. Easy. That yeah. was, was an easy I day. was lucky. Yes. Oh, and yeah. it, was a, it still was a, like a 45-minute, 50-minute car ride yeah. to, the, to the station. Wow. So I go this way, she goes that way, and she goes to work, I go to training. But on the way back, I would have to do all that by myself. Uh, but how was, old were you? I was uh, 15. I mean, at that time, it starts becoming part of your day. Yeah, I and mean, I'll, I loved it. Yeah, and I, I feel like it almost helps you. How hard it is for you to have to get there kind of fuels you. Like, yeah. You're not just going to show up and not try because you just, it took you three hours to get here. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Two hours. So. And I was the first one there. Of course, yeah. she helped me out by, because she dropped me off right mm-hmm. there. But I was the first one there. Um, sometimes last one to leave. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to chill here for a bit because yeah. I got, I I got a long do. ride. <laughs> yeah, so then you'd get an extra touches or something. Exactly. Because you know? uh, we had a, it wasn't, it wasn't a great mm-hmm. training ground, but it was a nice training ground. Yeah. So we uh, took advantage of it and the coaches wanted to work and coaches were there 24-7. They lived there, so nice. it, was, it was easier for us to get in touch with them. I remember what I was going to say. You said about morning trainings. That same type of mentality is what we would express to our kids for our sunrise soccer because we do those yeah. 6 a.m. trainings. So we would always say like, hey, this is a good start of your day. Go home, take a nap, wake up at 12, touch a ball again at 12, run, do Absolutely. whatever you need to. After 1 o'clock, rest, then go to your club practice at 3 or 4 or 5. You have three practices in one day, kind of like Kobe mentality. Yeah. Like just, just add on and add on and add on. But, yeah, that's what I had forgot to mention to you when you said the morning talks. What happened after that? Um, I got invited to go to Red Bulls when I was 16. Where? Which one? Oh, then Brazil. 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 Okay. Red Bull Brazil. Because there are Red Bulls everywhere, dude. Yeah, there is. And uh, they well. Stayed there for about eight months mm-hmm. because I didn't have an agent. Mm. Never had an agent. Is it important to have an agent in Brazil? Yeah. Because, let's say, you have a left back like me. Mm-hmm. And... Oh, where's that kid from? Oh, he was seen by this scout and got invited to come try out. Mm-hmm. That's what happened to me. But, oh, I got a left back from this, uh, this uh, agent mm-hmm. that has all these other players. Mm-hmm. That agent has a stronger saying than... Than you, who they don't know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But um, I got let go, went back to the club that I was playing for when they saw me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by that time, it was I was 17 already. I was a captain of the team. We had the best defense in the state. Um, and um, at the end of the season, I had a very good season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, at the end of the season, my coach told me I wasn't ready to be a pro. No. I was 17. Yeah, that was about August. Mm. And I'm like, okay, coach, that's fine. I felt like I was – I had – enough for a little bit mm-hmm. so I'm like okay I'm gonna go study mm-hmm. because I was fortunate enough that I had been studying at a high level mm-hmm. my parents made sure that I had a good education that you never you never stopped basically exactly mm-hmm. and then uh, I went and just took a year off went to college I wasn't planning on going back to playing mm-hmm. and then uh, opportunity to come here came along how did that come up so I was just going about my business and then a friend of mine that actually was going to New York mm-hmm. to Albany. I don't know what the university, it's in Albany, but 
and he uh, his dad was like called my dad and said hey there's this thing going on it's a showcase for players to go to America why don't we try that it's like sure I was, hadn't even played in a year either so well it wasn't even it was like it wasn't a year but I definitely was not training for mm -hmm. soccer I was just Same. I was in college in Brazil I was in college doing advertising um, playing for the for the team mm -hmm. of the college team but it was nothing serious it was once a week training from 11.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. what? yep 11.30 p.m. to 1 a.m. is when they would train yep. once a week? Once a week. Wow, okay. Yeah, on Wednesdays, I remember. It was a, it was, it was a good, good team. I mean, sounds, it also sounds fun, too, you know, yeah. just to show up at midnight. Because uh, people work in the morning mm -hmm. or go to school in the morning, go to college in the morning. And then, or you have the night period, that's what I was at. Mm -hmm. So we would um, work in the morning, go to school at night, on Wednesdays, of course, and then uh, go to training. Mm. And then I would get home at like, Two three in the morning, morning. do it again. I didn't. I didn't have to work as early, mm -hmm. but some people had the, the regular eight to five. You know, yeah. yeah, or eight to twelve because they had to go to school. They had like the internships, not an actual work work. Mm -hmm. Um, so that that came about. We I did my first my first showcase. It was awful. Mm. It was awful. It was so hot. I remember. Was that day. in Brazil? It was in Brazil. Okay. Yeah. It was so hot. I was so out of shape. And I'm like, okay. That's the I worst, huh? Yeah. Because you know that you can do more. Your brain tells you to do more, but your body's like, nah, can't do it, Alex. Nope. Can't do it. No, nope. cannot. Because that. you didn't prepare for it. Mm -hmm. You just heard about it and just went for it. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, the guy saw, okay, I can see that you can play. Mm -hmm. I can see the ideas, but fitness, of course. Mm -hmm. You're just like, yeah, I know. I know, yeah. You don't have to tell me. <laughs> and then a year later, I got... Uh, scholarship opportunities kept playing uh, kept uh, training mm -hmm. uh, running doing all the things that I had to that I felt like it was the right thing to do mm -hmm. and it got opportunities a year like fast forwarding a year later mm -hmm. and then I dropped college I did one year of college went to um, went to San Diego actually to okay. to study English because I was set on not going to junior college I don't want to go to junior college. But for you not to go to junior college, you have to, as a foreigner, mm -hmm. you have to have a TOEFL test. What's that? And a SAT or oh, ACT. Okay, okay, okay. TOEFL is for you to prove that you have the language ability to be in a school environment. Mm. That makes sense. Yeah. I've seen some people that don't know how to speak English, though. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, Is that for everybody or... I don't know. Depends on the school. Okay. OCU is a very academic-driven yes, school, mm -hmm. so they were they wanted you to get at least an eighty, mm. which is the the top score is one twenty, if I'm not wrong. At that point, did you already have your eyes set on OCU, or had it not come up? Oh no, just no. Yet? no, I had to I had to worry about passing the test or getting a a good enough grade mm -hmm. to apply for schools, to be able to apply for school, mm -hmm. because some schools like you have a 40 on your SAT, you're not gonna, you're probably not gonna, not, not on your 40, on your TOEFL test, you're probably not gonna be able to go to a, a OCU, for example. Mm -hmm. You're gonna have to go somewhere else or retake the test until you're able to apply for that school. Okay. Um, once I came back from San Diego, it was April 2018. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, then the, no, no, sorry. 
I went, when I was in San Diego, I already had my footage, everything. The, the schools were sending the offers. It was kind of late because mm-hmm. it was January when I got there. And you want to be there by uh, August. Mm-hmm. So coaches by, in, by March, they should They're be done already, recruiting. Yeah, have their players and everything. Like exactly. That. And uh, um, there was LCU. There was one in Georgia. There was one in Florida. Mm-hmm. I was like, Georgia and Florida? Okay, of course. I'm not going to go to LCU. Oklahoma. What is that? Mm-hmm. I want to go to Florida. A little bit closer to your climate, what you're exactly, used to. Exactly. Uh-huh. And then um, I looked at the offers. They were kind of the same, but some schools are... Uh, the the Florida school was more expensive, so at the end of the day, it ended up being more money, mm. and I wasn't gonna be able to work the first time, the first semester, first year, and it would be pretty heavy on my parents. More expensive than Oklahoma, Oklahoma City. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oklahoma City is pretty expensive. Pretty expensive. Oklahoma yeah. standards. Yes. Yes. Okay. And then I was like, okay, Oklahoma it is, because my dad was like, I don't. I'm sorry, I'm not, but we can't. You know. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But I and like we've put too much effort into it mm. at this point for us to wait another year. Mm-hmm. And, and at I don't point, regret. You're I don't already regret. over here by yourself? Yeah, I was, I was in San Diego wow. by myself. I met some great people there. Got to stay at um, an, uh, Mimi's house, which is uh, the... Your host? My host, mm-hmm. my host mom, my host grandma, I guess. Mm-hmm. And then I got to be close to, the, to their family. And then uh, her grandson actually just committed to a D1 school. I forgot the oh, name wow. of it. Yeah. Congratulations. And uh, I'm going to actually go. I have to go watch him. I promised him I was going to go watch him. So uh-huh. I told him like years ago, as soon as you commit, I'm going to make sure I go to your first college game. I'm going to get some training in too. <laughs> I told him, but it, he's busy. He was in yeah. Spain just now playing. So he's gotcha. he's he's fine for now. <laughs> he doesn't need me. He knows what he's doing. Yeah, it's exactly. And gotcha. he's a left back. Okay. So, yeah. Oh. Um, but you said you don't regret it. Absolutely not. Coming absolutely not. City. Because OCU? No. OCU is great. OCU is great. Mm-hmm. Because you get to meet so many, so foreigners. many foreigners, mm-hmm. so many important people, mm-hmm. so many influential people. Brian Harvey, mm-hmm. I never knew about Brian Harvey. How was when he? I was in Brazil? Did, when did you meet Brian? Tell me your first experience meeting Brian Harvey. My first experience, <laughs> like person to person, or just uh, uh, both, I guess. Whichever one is more interesting, I guess. So I was a late arriver. Mm-hmm. I got here August eighteenth, two thousand. Probably already in preseason, maybe. Yes. Mm-hmm. To the, oh, I, I said 18 early on. It's 14. 14? 14. Okay. That's when I got here. August 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I sent him an email. Coach, I know I'm late. I've been working out. I've been running. I've been doing fitness. But what do you need me to do? What else do you need me to do? Mm-hmm. What kind of fitness do you need me to do? That's good. I'm still waiting for the reply. Mm-hmm. He never responded to me. So that was my first impression of Brian Harvey. Okay. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay, I guess he's a he's pretty old school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> pretty old school. <laughs> it's funny. And then uh, I got here. <clears throat> super great guy. Super funny. Mm. As a coach, a very good coach. Yeah. Um, uh, super player friendly. Mm-hmm. Off the field, mm-hmm. like on a on a on a informal basis, like mm-hmm. this. He's had us for dinner at his house. Had my parents for dinner when they came and visited. Cool. So he wants he wants to he wants to get to know you. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. good because I, I, who was it that was telling me that? It makes it easier for you to run through a wall if you have mm-hmm. that type of connection for a coach. If not, Absolutely. then you're just not. Really, Absolutely. You yeah. know, it's more motivating and whatnot. The only experience I have with Brian Harvey is when I was in middle school, and you probably participated in one of these. I went to a residential camp where I got to stay at the dorms during the summers. 
Oh, okay. I, I never got to do the, never the got Resident to do that? intro, no. No, because I had seen that a couple of the OCU players would help him run it. And he would yes. just like, pop in every now and again. But I stood there for three days. And even then, he was already old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, Man, he coached for 30. That's a lot. Five years at OCU, I'm going to say. Lot. That's a lot. That's a lot of years. Do you see yourself coaching <laughs> like that? or? Um. College-wise? We're, we're I know we're skipping a lot to get to the best training, but I'm just curious. Like, Do you see yourself as a coach like that, or just do you like the personal training that you do? Man, I love what I do. Mm-hmm. I love what I do. And I feel like I have more impact yeah. on kids' development, kids' mindset, doing what I do. Mm-hmm. I agree, because as a coach, you get 11, 15, 16 players, and you have to do team trainings. And it's very hard for you to get that one-on-one time. Of course, yeah. you can say, hey, stop. What did you do? What could you have done better? But having that one-on-one time and picking up a kid and saying, you need to work on this, this, and this. So I'm going to tailor these trainings to your weaknesses. And after so many reps, we're going to turn those into strengths yeah. and then reevaluate where you're at right then and there. You train um, two people that I know, maybe more, but I used to train with Keegan. Okay. Melinda's son. Yeah. And I remember I got him when he was first starting to kick a ball. And he, he was great. Great attitude. His mom is very motivated. I love Melinda and Keegan. So if they're watching this, what's up, man? And then also... <laughs> I'm sure they will be. Yeah, right? <laughs> uh, Reese. Reese Roberts. Another... Yeah. Uh, uh, girl from... Uh, yes. Uh, Bishop McGinnis. Bishop McGinnis. And Celtics. She's mm-hmm. on 05, I think. Yeah, she's on 05. Her mom used to work with me and she used to be like, hey, do you know uh, Bampa? And it's funny how the soccer world works. It's like... I don't know him, but I know him. <laughs> and she was like, oh, yeah, we started training with him. And I was like, oh, that's great. Because I knew that you at that time were training somewhere on 39th Street. Yes. It's very familiar because you could just see the plywood at the indoor facility yeah. and the plywood. And I was like, I know exactly who you're talking about. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, he looks, you always, it always comes off like you good trainings, quality stuff. You know what I'm saying? Best training. Best training. <laughs> exactly. Best training. Um, but let's go back. Let's okay, go back let's to go Oklahoma back. City. So then preseason. You meet Brian Harvey. How was your Oklahoma City experience? Did you play all four years there? I played all four years, yeah. Um, also, right. you went in freshman. Like freshman, They had yes. all your eligibility there. Yes. Okay, yes. cool. Cool. Because cool, cool. remember, I wasn't all ready for be, to be a pro. Yeah, yeah, right? <laughs> I hear you. But so, I mean, nowadays, I don't know. Anyways. Well, yeah, yeah, and the, the clearance house mm-hmm. and how it worked, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, played all four years. Um, my first game was in San Antonio. Okay. I think we left. About a week after I got there. Okay. So I got there, got used to the to the heat. Yeah, it's obviously a different it's, heat. It's, it's different now too compared to how it was. But yes, when it, in 2014, yeah, mm-hmm. that's it's a lot like hotter it. now. No, nah, that's dumb. What's going on right now? And um, and then you go to San Antonio mm-hmm. after that nine-hour bus ride. Mm-hmm. Keep going. Sorry. And um, first game against our leader, the Lake, which is the the host school. Mm-hmm. Man, that was so hot. Yeah. It felt like it was 200 degrees. Suffocating. And I felt like I was so far behind physically. And then I was playing with Danny Frid. Mm-hmm. Shout I was out to playing Danny. with uh, Hui Vas. Do you know Hui? He's mm-hmm. a he's a Cali now. One of, probably one of the best coaches, if not the best junior college coach in okay. the country at the moment. Um, played with uh, another big name. Well, I didn't get to play with Adam Black. Because he Probably only had three years. Um, uh, yeah, so Danny Fred, I played as a 10 mm-hmm. coming in. And Danny Fred was, was the holding. 
Manny so, wouldn't stop screaming at me. What happened to your left back position? I was recruited uh -huh. to replace Adam Black. Okay. Because on my on my showcases I was I was a ten. Uh -huh. But I got recruited to play as a as a ten. Okay. And uh, in the middle of the, my freshman season, our left back got hurt, and the coach was like, "What am I gonna do?" I was like, "Coach, I have always been a left back." Uh, <laughs> and I was uh, I was I was delivering. But not as well as I did when on the left back. I mean, that's not you, you know what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Don't put Marcelo as a 10, you know? Marcelo will plays better as a left back. Yeah. But was it, what, what did you say about Danny? Uh, oh, no. He was, a, he was a, such an intense player. Like, oh, yeah? Probably, I didn't see him losing a header all my freshman really? year. Really? Oh, my God. He's already, I went, he's like, what, 6'1"? Yeah, he's six tall. Two. He's, he's very tall. tall. Um, but props for his timing, you know? Mm -hmm. And very safe to play with him there. Very easy. You get the ball, pass the ball. He has to take someone on. He can take everyone on because he's got huge legs, huge legs five feet of legs. <laughs> but he's also technically gifted he's a, a little exactly, bit. Exactly, exactly. So he had it. He, Danny Fred is oh, yeah. quality? Oh, yeah. All right. And all right. then when he passes the ball, he can find who is feet, mm. which who is the, the best word I've ever seen. But at the time, they were the same age as I am now. Yeah, right. <laughs> and you he had 19-year-old Alex just running around trying to like, Yeah. Make it simple, you know, and you have the you have the big names. You have who you have uh, we have Danny. You we had Daniel Yom, Korean guy, baller, 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 baller. Mm. And um but so we you always you stepped into a squad, huh? Yeah. We won conference that year. Nice. We won we just lost uh in the tournament final mm. to USAO. Which is another great program yeah. too, man. Coach Hampton. I'll have Coach Hampton on here one day. Oh yeah. But that's another he's guy got, who's been yeah, coaching I'm sure he's for got a long stories. time too, huh? Yeah. Yeah, he, I hope he does, but no, he definitely does. <laughs> oh, yeah, he's got some stories. With Brian Harvey, too. So. <laughs> yeah, Brian Harvey. Is he still in Oklahoma City? Brian is Harvey? It? Yeah. I'm sure he is. Is Oklahoma City yeah. home for Brian? It has to be, right? So then you win conference your first year. Do those guys graduate? or They graduated, man. They gra that was graduated. Danny graduated. Daniel did not graduate. He was a junior, so we had one more year with him. Um, we had like We lost about... Five or six players, hmm. starting players. So, so new we had team. to, yeah, new brand team. new team. Sophomore year comes, <clears throat> we have a good team, but it's just not clicking. Hmm. We lost our first eight games. Yeah. But then we won our last nine games. Hmm. But okay. still, we fell short on the you guys make it semifinals, playoffs? semifinals oh. of the tournament. To who? South USAO. Hmm. I'm, is it? Yes, USAO. Are you like me? I have bad memory with a lot of things, but when I try to recollect games and situations, it comes like yeah, easy, easy. Yeah, easy. I, yeah. Games, uh, games come easy for me. But names, terrible with names. But you talk to me about that. Show play. me the face, though. Yeah, exactly. Show me the face. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I know this me. guy from that game outside or whatever. Yeah, I heard. I heard it's a mental thing. If you tell yourself you're not good with names, you're not. Yeah. So we should start telling ourselves that we're. No, we're good. good. We're good. Good with faces and names. <laughs> uh, but then what happened? You guys made a new team, lost in the semifinals. How'd the junior year go? Junior year was awesome mm -hmm. for me, per, like individually. Uh, but we fell short on the quarterfinals. Mm. We had, that was our best team we had, really? in my opinion. But like, as far as chemistry goes, yeah, that was the best team. Mm. We had um, Lucas that is, he's just took, he took, took, just took best to North Carolina. Oh, okay. I had seen that. I yeah. had seen that. Um, we'll touch base on that here in yeah. a second. <laughs> we had Juan, which is now in Tulsa. Him and I, he was the left winger, I was the left back. Okay. 
it was a chemistry. Right? Yeah, it was it was a it was a the perfect combo him and mm-hmm. I together. Um, we had uh, Henrik, a German six foot holy mid that came like very t- similar player to Danny Fred, mm-hmm. uh, just left footed. Mm-hmm. We had a couple of English guys, and we also had Vlad. I don't, I'm not sure if you met Vlad. Mm-hmm. If I see his face, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm uh, but he's the best keeper I've ever seen. Oh, okay. but, hands down. But hands down, hands down, hands down. I mean, right. sorry, keepers that I've played with, but Vlad's better than you. Vlad, <laughs> Vlad got it. Vlad has it. Um, and I played against with and against some very good keepers. Nice. But when the Vlad got put on the other team on the scrimmage or in the squad scrimmage or the seven v seven on practices, I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to do something. Yeah, something crazy. I gotta yeah. pull something out. Of, I, I played against a couple goalies, and I'm just like. What do I got to do? You yes. know, there's just nothing I can do. You're a brick wall. Like, but those are, you need those type of goalies to make you, make you better, man. Yeah. Yeah. And then your senior year, what happened your senior year? Another great year for me mm-hmm. individually. Um, we also fell short to Southwest and Christian in the, fi- in the quarterfinals. Mm. But, you know, it's a, it's soccer. That's why, that's why we play. Yeah. And I remember Harvey always saying, in the PKs, so junior and senior year, both PKs. Really? And I missed both. No, yeah. for real? Yeah. It's mm. okay. It's okay. I scored every PK during the season, junior and senior year. Except for when it counted. Exactly. I seen you take PKs at Western, though. You're still making those. So. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like Gabby take most of the time, but uh, sometimes he's tired. And I'm like, okay, I got this. <laughs> you know who is really bad at PKs? And I'm sorry to have to bring you up, my friend. But I've seen Rafa miss like three or four PKs at Western. Dude, yeah. <laughs> and it, it's just, it, it just happens, dude. Yeah. It just happens. And then that field, you don't know how the ball is going to no. bounce. You don't know if you hit high. Mm-hmm. You don't know if you hit low and then... I don't know, and just hit the pebble and just bounce these away. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, PKs are tough, man. And then after your senior year, um, did you look inside and say, am I going to keep playing? Am I done? Did you... So I, I played every summer. Mm-hmm. I went to Florida after my freshman year, played for AMG Academy. Okay. On their program. How was that? Awesome. I, I've Under, seen pictures of the facility. It's it's unbelievable. Pristine. It's unbelievable. Yeah. It's um. I played for Under Steve. I forgot his last name is Corbro or something like that. Mm-hmm. And Kevin Hartman, which is a old LA Galaxy keeper, mm-hmm. I believe. Um, great guys, great coaches, and then in second year, um, after my sophomore year, I played for the PDL under twenty three or the Energy. Mm-hmm unbelievable team really unbelievable mm. like we had some NAIA players that were out of this world mm. it's a shame out they of. don't have that well the energy's not here but that under 23 team was was pretty good yeah man. and then my after my junior year actually we made to the final four that year and we oh. lost to we lost to um, Odessa Soccers I think now they're NPSL mm. and um junior year I played with I started the summer with the U23s but I wasn't playing much I didn't play at all my after my that, that first summer with the energy because the squad was so good mm. and I was okay with it yeah, but I got so much better remember yeah, I told that's what you I was gonna say personally mm-hmm. I had my best year at junior year a hundred percent because of that training that I got from Chris Van Love mm. I don't know if you're familiar with him he was the assistant coach at energy um very very good coach unbelievable coach and after that summer 
after my junior year, started the summer with the energy, finished with the imps. Mm -hmm. And then after that, I only played for the imps until before COVID year. This is after your four years, you graduated from Oklahoma City and then continue playing at imps? Yes. Okay. So, and, and I was coaching. Mm -hmm. Started coaching sophomore year. No, he wasn't best. He was just, just Coach Alex. Okay. You know? Where at? OCU. Mm -hmm. OC. I went to OC because I had some people in admin. Mm -hmm. um, wherever he wanted me to go. <laughs> at this point, did you know you wanted to continue soccer this way? Coaching, training? Or um, was it still kind of like uh, it was, it was figuring a, out what I'm doing? It wasn't figuring out what I'm doing, but he was like, okay, this is kind of getting serious. Mm. But I, at the same time, I also need to find a big boy job, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. And um, on the COVID year, everything just boomed. Mm -hmm. So I shut got... down. No, it just... I, I mean, oh, everything shut down. My like business it, boomed. Okay, okay. Because um, parents wanted kids out of the house. And this is your best training, right? Yes. When did best start? 2018. Why is it called best training? Bumpa Elite Soccer Training. Ah, Bumpa Elite Soccer Training. Yeah. That is, I never <laughs> knew that. That's yeah. brilliant. That's a marketing right there. I was yeah. like, why is it best training? Why is this guy calling himself the best? Because Bumpa Elite Soccer Training. Um, exactly. Cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to sound cocky, but it's, um, it's just what, what he came down mm -hmm. to. It could be test if I tie already. It's like nah, but best, best sounds better, is right? Better, dude. Best yeah. is better. Best makes you stop and say, "Who the heck is this guy?" Exactly. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? And um, the name, the name and the, the logo was mm -hmm. uh, made by Nick Strimmel. Mm -hmm. He's in Colorado now. He does like Jones stuff, mm -hmm. like you do. Mm -hmm. uh, he's really into um, video editing. Mm -hmm. And cool. he, um, man, he's a, he's so good. He killed he, it. That's simple and done. Yeah. nice right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, um, yeah and we did the little guy there's a little guy in the back that was little me mm -hmm. and he chopped it nice on his uh, photoshop whatever you used to do that mm -hmm. <laughs> and you started with one kid maybe no best i already mm -hmm. i already had a clientele because i remember i started on my freshman year oh, okay my sorry my sophomore year so by the time i graduated college i had already 20 to 30 kids wow yeah. personal training on the side i try to tell people because that's one of the, the, the dilemmas of people that want to go into coaching is that it just doesn't pay well. You know, it's hard to make a living just to be a coach on top of how much time it takes from you too, being a club coach or whatever. So I tell a lot of people and it's like, you got to kind of start doing some personal training. Mm -hmm. I feel like there's a lot of people out there doing it now. Yes. A lot more than before, but you just start with one. Yeah. For me, it started with Keegan mm -hmm. and then I got two, three, four and tops. I had like five rotating, mm -hmm. but it adds up. It adds up. And it helps. Those extra 20, 30, 40, whatever you're charging your sessions. And if you have two, you know, three the same hour, it, you can make a living doing it that way. You can. Yeah. And not only that, but the most important thing is the impact that you make on those kids. Because when they, I always used to love coming up to Melinda and being like, hey, how's Keegan been doing? Oh, well, he played on Tuesday, Wednesday. He, he's not shooting it really well right now. I was like, all right, cool. We can do that. And his touches is off a little bit. All right. I got you. I'm listening and stuff like that so and that's always very rewarding working yeah. on something going back to them a week later and being like he killed it scored five goals this this and that but he didn't do this and i was like all right cool and then okay, you come back yeah. to the player and you're just like hey how are you what's going on it's kind of like you're the personal therapist but trainer at the same yeah. time but then you become more than just friends too so it's just 
I, I used to love it, love it, love it, love it. I think that's the that's the most important part because you get to know the kid, you get to know the family, mm-hmm. and uh, you have like a. Sometimes you're saying the same thing as the parent, mm-hmm. but it's a parent. Like they don't want to listen to you, um, and then you put in a coaching way, in a session, in a in a, in a tailored session, like you were saying, mm-hmm. for that specific uh, need. Or- exactly, mm-hmm. and you just. You just go from there. Mm-hmm. And uh, once the kid looks up to you, it's so much easier to to, to get to their mind and their heart. Mm. I think it's first the heart than the mind mm-hmm. because they are they can easily be like, oh my God, what is this guy talking about? Mm-hmm. Or can but, be like, oh my gosh, why are we doing this training? Exactly. Mm-hmm. You know? And um, and the kids, like, they, they see the improvement. Mm-hmm. They see that the repetition, that the number of touches, that the 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 attention to detail well that's what Ricky was talking mm-hmm. about mm-hmm. the attention to detail that was big I was like yeah that's it mm-hmm. and uh, the attention to detail on how to do something I'm not saying how attention to detail to do a rainbow no you don't see a rainbow very often but I know exactly what you're talking about because you can have a simple drill where the guy is receiving a ball to the goal on his back with two cones behind him he has to turn pick left or right and then shoot could be done in so many different ways. You can be doing it as a person who is new and it's slow, three or four touches. But I had seen a professional player do it and it was just tight, quick, and efficient touches. Boom, boom, shot. Boom, boom, shot. consistent. Consistent. Consistency is key because you have to be able to do it over and over and over again. But what I'm trying to get at is those simple trainings, depending on how you attack it. You can be lazy, just soft touches, not doing it quick. But you have to be able to imitate the game. Attention to detail. Yes. Attention to detail. Yep. And the intensity that you're doing. Intensity. Like you said, you can do the same drill with a with a player that's starting or a player that's more advanced. Mm-hmm. How fast are you going to do it? Mm-hmm. How fast is your turn? How fast is your turn? Or, okay, you got it down. You cannot go any faster. Of course, you cannot go faster. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's introduce, let's do a progression. How's your progression looking? Hmm. Like, what are you going to do to that progression? Let's use the inside of the foot. Let's use the outside of the foot. Let's hmm. touch away and come back. Hmm. I don't know, something... Body faint. Body faint. Just add hmm. to it to push the kid. And that easy drill becomes a complicated drill. Not a hard drill. A mm-hmm. complicated drill. That's true. With it. Because you're doing multiple easy touches in a row. That, But they never done before. Mm-hmm. Or haven't had the attention to detail to look into that drill or and whatnot because it all it's it's all easy, everyone's done it all before. But yeah. the variations and the attention to detail, I feel, is what separates you and takes you further. So, for best training, what is your go-to like training? What is the go-to skills that if I took someone to you, like what what's the I'm gonna for me to get to know you, I'm gonna put you through these sets of trainings. Oh, okay. I always do. <clears throat> Excuse me. I always do like an assessment session mm-hmm. to see where the kid's at, where I can work on everything, like everything. And what is that? What all, what all does that include? Passing, first touch, uh, dribbling, shooting, turning, footwork, agility, awareness, uh, quickness, well, agility and quickness, mm-hmm. where they kind of entail the same thing. Um, all that. I can make a drill that has four of those. I can make a drill that has one of those. Mm. And... I'll see it, 
I'll take my notes and be like, okay, you can shoot very well, but your first touch though, mm. you can, your first touch is great, but you're passing. Mm-hmm. And everything's like, it's a, it's a combination. If you have a better first touch, you're not going to shoot. If you have a better first touch, you're probably going to have to take another touch and then pass. Mm-hmm. If you have a, too big of a touch when you dribble, you're probably going to lose the ball a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it, I, just, I just pay attention to that and I do drills that will... That will... Um, Imitate those situations on the field. Exactly. Gotcha. That will, that will um, get your mind rewired, your brain rewired to do things. Mm. Not necessarily the right way. There's no, there, there's no right way. Because every situation is a different situation in the game. Mm-hmm. But you're changing habits. I want to get rid of bad habits. That's what I tell them. Bad habits. Bad habits. Because you're right. You can, if you get the ball and you stop it and then turn to look and then decide where you're going to go and then turn, you're just like, look, man, look before you get the ball. Know where you're going to go. And I'm sure the kid will heard that a million times. But putting it into action, being like, pass it to him and be like, hey, yes, you stopped the ball, turned to look, made your decision and then went, no, know where you're going to go first. Yeah, I hear you, dude. And then as you're watching them go, you're just like, yes. Yes, yes, absolutely, yes. absolutely. Yeah, and then you'd hear him, like, hey, how'd he do? He killed it. He's turning. He's looking before he gets the ball. He's doing all kinds of things, and that's, 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 that's crazy. I feel like it's so important for those people, kids, to learn those good habits early because it's so hard to break them. So hard. So hard to break so them hard. these habits. Because the older, the older the player, the harder it will be. <laughs> Can't teach an old dog new tricks. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When or... You- or uh-huh. get rid of the bad habits of that old dog. <laughs> mm, yeah. That's harder than teaching something new. As a left back for yourself, what were some of the things that you, what are some of your strengths? My strengths. I'm going to go with um, speed. Mm-hmm. I was always fast. <laughs> Wasn't the fastest on my team, but uh, I'll see you because I, I had Logan Stewart. Oh my God, the kid's fast. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I was always very, very fit, except my freshman year. Mm-hmm. I was very, very fit, fast, and um, I, can, I could strike the ball very well. Mm-hmm. Um, switch sides, and yeah, I guess that those were the, the top three. Speed, fitness, mm-hmm. and hit the ball, like I'm going to say, <laughs> whether it's to go or to switch sides. Mm-hmm. Nice. But, and defense. Defense, I was very good at defense, too. I, w- I would go forward a lot, but I would always come back and yeah, that's hard a tough to ever one. get scored on. Because I would play, when I would play at Western, it would be the right back. But I was never really the one to move up and attack because positioning-wise, there would never be anybody to cover me. And if you get scored on your side because you're up attacking, it's your fault, not yeah. anybody else's. So I completely understand. Oh, but then you got to ho- communicate with the holding mid. Like, hey, holding mid, cover me. I yeah. want to go. True. That's True. what that's what Henrik was, that I was telling about earlier. Mm-hmm. That's why he did very well. He knew my style. He supported the style. He bought into the to to our mm. to our situation that we had going on. I would go. He would slide. But I'm not gonna walk back. There's no chance I'm walking back. No, that's an important thing you said. Is he supported your style? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And he could. Even if like. They do counterattack. He's a good defender. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get that ball. He's gonna switch sides, nice and easy. He's gonna go play. I fill in. We're good to go. Mm. That's so good. yeah, having that cap of confidence in your player to know that mm-hmm. if you leave, he's gonna step back, and he, if he gets put in a tight situation, he knows that you're hauling ass to get back to yeah. help cover him, be an option, do whatever. And a lot of the times he would overlap my uh, 
your my ball. winger. Mm-hmm. And I would stay. I would feel in for him. Mm. So you're covering him, covering you, yeah. covering him. <laughs> exactly. Got you, got you, got so, you. So now it's, you're, it's a well-oiled machine. Yeah. If there's one piece out of that machine, the whole machine breaks. That's what you guys have in Mexico right now, right? <laughs> a well-oiled machine yeah. or what? Well, we have some hamstrings pulling right now. but <laughs> Yeah. I feel like that Mexico team has always been a good, solid mixture of new youth, new youth with uh, some old and experienced. Yes, yes. And it kind of just balances it out because the youth can, they have legs for days. But the older, more experienced players who might not be able to run, have you have confidence that if you give them a ball to their feet, they'll be able to do yeah. good on their own. Yeah. Nice. We played uh, Independiente like two weeks ago, I think. Mm. Oh my God, they had so many young players. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not old, but I'm not young. So yeah. I'm like in the middle. But that's tiring to be playing against someone like that who runs all the time, yeah. who plays really extra rough too. So you know that they're going to, they're a little bit dirty, more rough. You know, yeah. it's going to be a, more of a, a, a battle. But I know exactly what you're talking about, dude. Those are bad. Long balls all day. Oh my God. Chasing people all day. It's, I miss playing out there, dude. <laughs> I really, really. It's do. my it's my getaway for the week. Yeah. I don't get to I don't get to play much, but when I do, it's that's my time out there. Nice. Yeah, and I get to play with Gabby. I get to play Michael Thomas. So yeah. I've played against Michael Thomas a couple times. He's he's good. He he has it up here. He might not have the yeah. physical like he used to, but I remember that was the first time I had played probably like two or three years ago, and I was like, all right, you know when you play against someone who's kind of made it so far, you know, yeah. you're going to play against him. You're just like, all right, let's see what he has. Yeah. And he, I forgot what it was. It was a turn and the way he used his body to get around me and his arms, I was just like, wow, okay, okay, I'm going to watch out for that one next time. And then the way he would move inside of a box for a corner kick or during a play coming down, like his movement was really good too. So I was like, okay, Michael Thomas, I see you, which congratulations, <laughs> by the way. He, had a he kid, just yeah. had a kid. So yeah. congratulations, Michael Thomas. I don't know him, but I know him kind yeah. of thing. But yeah, that's 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 awesome, man. So you're in. This is year four or five of best training. Sorry, the year best training. Yeah, because it started in 18, 18, 16? 18. Well, I started in sixteen mm-hmm. training, and then eighteen, the name came up, mm-hmm. and the the brand, um, and then it just it's been going up since nineteen, twenty, twenty one, twenty two, four or five four years, years almost. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're expanding. Uh, yeah. Lux is taking it to North Carolina. Nice. Um, he's gonna. Um, we're working together to see uh, to see how the mar- the market is there to expand the brand. Exactly. I think because North- it's a it's a style. It's yeah. a different style. It's you can. The way that we see things is, for example, when you build a house, mm-hmm. you need a solid foundation. Mm. If you have a crappy foundation, your house is gonna fall sooner yeah. or later. Mm-hmm. So, we want to build a strong foundation, so you, we can build that solid not even a house like i want to build a a skyscraper Mm -hmm. because the sky's the limit for those kids Mm -hmm. and if you already have that solid foundation because you have put the work in or because you um you have you're talented Mm -hmm. some kids are just talented yeah or athletic or athletic you ever see a football player who transitions to play soccer and you're just like he's never played but the footwork that the football players do allow them to be really quick yeah. or be able to do some things with the ball that you just saw me do that. How are you doing that? Yes. It's crazy. And yeah. that's just, yeah. But continue. Sorry. <laughs> the, what was I? Uh, about the, I guess I'm We were talking about 
skyscrapers, building people from their foundations. Exactly. <clears throat> and you can always, you can always, uh, what's the word? Um, work on that foundation or like change it, uh, n- not change it. Like make it better, make mm-hmm. it the foundation thicker. So you like, mm-hmm. so like those, those simple drills that we were talking about earlier, those are good for foundation builders. Mm-hmm. So like, and you stop. I have players that are probably top players in the nation mm-hmm. out of all the ECNL. And I still tell them like, hey, you're getting lazy on that pass. Mm-hmm. And I don't have to stop and be like, okay, you're going to have to do this to fix. No. They know. They, they know. They've heard it from you before. Exactly. And they, um, they're receptive to it. Like, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Or do a pass, quick, fast passing drill and then out of nowhere, boom, toe, toe pass. It's like, mm. <laughs> You're getting lazy. Exactly. Getting it lazy. was a good toe pass, so right to me. Nothing yeah. wrong with that toe pass, but like we're talking about good habits. Yeah. If you do enough toe, toe passes, yeah. your next pass will be a toe pass in a yeah, game. Yeah, that's true. But sometimes you got to whip out the toe pass. I was playing indoor exactly. the other day, and I got caught in a situation where I just didn't want to. If I cranked it, he was going to block it. So yes. A little Ronaldinho against Chelsea, just trying to get it in there. You know what I'm saying? I did that yesterday. and got stepped on pretty good. Where at? Soccer City. Okay. Yeah. I was, I haven't played. Well, that's where I played at Soccer City. It was a Friday night game, so it was like some adults. Of all the indoor facilities, which one's your favorite? Oh man, pick one. There's three, four, right? Yeah. One, two, three, four. I say, uh, Sports, Sports Center, Center. Score. Score. Oh yeah, Proper. Soccer City. Soccer City. I didn't mention Score. For favorite me, as far as what? I mean, for you, like if you had to pick one to go to for whatever reasons, which one would be the one that you'd go to? For me, it would be I say. The uh, original, Reno? I say, yeah. yeah, because I worked there at the snack bar. I did scorekeeping. I did refing there. That one's been there for a very, very long time. But I can't take anything away from Soccer City either because there's just – I used to play there when I was a kid and just walking in there, going down the stairs, being yeah. able to watch looking, it Looking, looking, singles there. Yeah, that, that to me is great. Um, Sports Center. I'm sorry, Sports Center. You're a little new. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it, it's going to take some time, but – they're not that far back there either. They're all great facilities. And Score OKC, I just haven't had enough time to go out there. But from the space they're providing for trainers to do their thing, futsal, as well as the turf field, as well as the outdoor field, that, that facility has it going on. Yeah. So what about yeah. you? What do you think? As far as um, facility? Whatever it ISA. is. ISA. ISA. Whatever it is. Whether it's you like to go play, you like to go watch people to play, you like to play and then hang out afterwards. Just rank them for me once. I'm going to say ISA. <laughs> Give me your top four. <laughs> Soccer City. Score and, and Sports Center. Sports Center. They're all great places. They're all good. No, they're all awesome. They're all great I, just, I just, I just, because uh, ISA, like you said, you worked there. I used to do my first sessions mm-hmm. for best. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, was, I, I was to call them and be like, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can I use the field? whatever it is that you guys need whether there's money whether it's work but mm-hmm. just let me know they're always very very cool about that awesome. and they let me use it one of the small fields mm-hmm. yeah because so, they have two going on right yeah. now and it's not as busy as the other ones yeah so uh, they helped me out a lot good at the beginning good good yeah what was my next question that i was going to ask ah i always like asking this to people but um especially the foreigners at what point did you know oklahoma was going to be home for you or did you know, or were you? Did you have ideas of going back to Brazil, or like, um, what was your plan? I did at first, and then 
but the thing is, the situation in Brazil got so much worse mm. from 2014 till now mm -hmm. that it wasn't even, it's not even like, I don't even think about it now. Mm. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to go back to to live there. Mm. Of course, I want to go back as much as I can yeah. throughout the year. Going back to visit and living is just two different things. You, oh you'll God, go back yeah. to visit all day, but yeah. I have people saying like, "I would love to live in Brazil." It's like, oh, yeah. I'm not sure about that. Yeah, I mean, I don't really know what's going on, but I know that COVID was hard. Yeah, in Brazil, and the economy is it's very as very, well. Very bad. Yeah, the economy is getting worse everywhere, man. Yeah. The euro's about the same as a dollar now. Yep. Yeah, so it's just, I don't know. Things aren't going where they're supposed so to. So just to put in perspective, we uh, when I first came here, a dollar was $1 for two reais. Hmm. Uh, I'm not sure what it is right now, but he, at one point he got $1 to six reais. Wow. Yeah. So that's like two, three, four times different. Yeah. Damn. And that was like a, my parents were having <laughs> to, to pay for that first year of school. And that was that was okay. Because it didn't have to to pay too much because of the scholarship. But yeah, but once the what was it called? Heyao. Heyao went yeah. down. That's it got two, three more times expensive for exactly. them. Exactly. So, but by my sophomore year, like I said, I was training mm -hmm. and I was I was paying for that um, for the fees mm -hmm. because that sophomore year I had a full ride and we just I just had to pay the fees because LCU has a lot of fees. Mm -hmm. What's that? What's that about LCU? Yeah, what is that about OCU? I mean, OCU has always been known as one of the most expensive ones <laughs> yeah. because of, I think it's considered a private. Yeah, it's private. But it's so nice, dude. There's a one fee I remember. It's like a first year experience fee. Really? I'm like, what is that? $750 for that? <laughs> that's that, that's, that's the experience right there. <laughs> uncovered, no, does not cover it. No, no scholarship can cover that. No? No. So that just has to come out of your pocket? Yes. Were you living on campus? On campus, yeah. Oh, okay. So, like, the nice deal is that you could allocate your money. Mm -hmm. So, you can put it towards tuition, you could put it towards room and board, and you can put... There's something else I forgot. There's one more that I forgot what it was, and, but you cannot put towards the fees. Hmm. One year, I had, like, more money than I was actually paying because I was taking less credits. Mm -hmm. So, I was like, coach, I don't need those $2,000, whatever, but I still have to pay... Let's say a thousand dollars. They didn't have the semester. option of you getting it back. No, no, no. That's not an option. I know a lot of people that well that you take advantage of that and do end up getting money back. But yeah, yeah. I think uh, I looked. I talked to coach, and I I don't think that's the thing. Mm -hmm. I think that money just goes to someone else or mm -hmm. to some. I don't think it's like a physical money. Like mm -hmm. oh, let's instead of giving Alex this money, let's buy mm -hmm. jerseys. It's oh. just it's out there somewhere, yeah. going somewhere. Yeah, Maybe I never understood how that works. The the endowments and mm -hmm. funds or whatever the right word is yeah yeah i hear you so what's the plan for best moving here or not man it's uh well we're gonna keep doing our thing because right now is a busy time mm -hmm. we got Off three coaches now here plus um, the one that's going to north carolina too yeah, yeah. so i'm trying to expand it trying to uh, to brand it as much as i can and uh, hopefully grow with the brand. Mm -hmm. right. The brand is strong. Brand is strong. I can get a bigger place. Mm -hmm. And uh, once I hit that, I can, I can uh, open up my options. Let's mm -hmm. say. See what else you can do. Exactly. So you basically just keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, and cooking in the back. Cooking you know. In the back. It's working. It's. I'm. I mean. I'm always. I'm always. Working on something mm. because it can get it can get settled, it can mm -hmm. get 
comfortable where you are. No, now you're married. And yeah. Now you got to work extra hard. Exactly. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Congratulations, too, on your anniversary. Oh, man. thank you. Thank How, you. Uh, She's from Oklahoma? She's from, yeah. She's from Yukon. How are you handling the difference of cultures? You probably enjoy it. Uh, like, between me and her? Yeah. Um, because it's, it's probably a little different. Have you taken yes. her to Brazil? Yeah. Okay. She went, to, but it was before we were married. Mm-hmm. She went in 2019. And uh, I'm used to, to her world, mm-hmm. but she's not used to, to the Brazilian world. Mm-hmm. It's so much louder. So much more <laughs> so much kissing, louder. more hugging, yeah, more, more affectionate. Exactly. More like, because <laughs> like, like, let's say I was my my grandma as an example. Mm-hmm. My grandma's a hugger and kisser. Yeah, that's how we are too. So as soon as you, if you're my girlfriend, a girlfriend at a time, mm-hmm. she's gonna kiss and hug you yeah, too. I, but that's not how it works here. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's like hi, side hug. You gotta walk in <laughs> and be like, hey, you know, it's this is what's gonna happen for me. Uh, we're very much just like that too. If I ever show up to a family party and I would take my now uh, wife, it would be like, hey, we're going to walk in. And the way that we do it is we say hi to everybody. I got to say yes. hi to Hey, Dio, como esta? Tia, como esta? Cousins. It's going to take us 20 minutes for us to sit down and then 20 minutes for us to leave. Yes. But, I mean, that's just how we do it. And, yeah, that's, that's funny. That's, that's really funny. Yeah, you got to say bye to everyone. Yeah. You got to say bye and hi to everyone. Because, at least, at least in Brazil... If you don't, you come out as rude. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, why did Alex's girlfriend, girlfriend at a time, baby, don't worry. Um, <laughs> what did she not say hi to me? Did mm-hmm. she not like me? Did I do something? And they don't understand that she's coming from somewhere different to exactly. where for them it's you uncomfortable. Know, yeah. It's uncomfortable. Yeah. But we're over here just, hey, come stand. 20, you gotta hug 20 people and kiss 20 people. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And if you, if you leave anybody out, it's already, it kind of seems pretty bad. That's funny. <laughs> and then kids, maybe? Uh, not yet. Not yet? Not yet. Okay. We, we have a plan. plan. We huh? have a plan. Good. That's good. I had, well, we, did we have a plan? Nah, we always knew we wanted to have kids early. And then we always knew that we didn't want to have one. We wanted to have two. So we kind of had a plan. And now we're just in a, in a stage where we've kind of, we've outgrown the space that we have. Oh, yeah. So now we got to get something a little bit bigger. And now talks of maybe another one, but you can't have another one. And where we're at now, so it's just... Son cosas de la vida, stuff yeah. of life. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Absolutely. So, it, it's a, it's a big step, for yeah, sure, dude. Huge. I think about it sometimes. I'm like, Oof. it's a lot of responsibility. Can I, can I fit a kid right now, like schedule wise? Like, that's a good. I mean, it's it's even if you keep to a minimum, like waking up during the night. Mm-hmm. How are my days gonna be? Not or, only that, but think of the way that it, your brain changes. So now you have a kid. Yes. But you have training. But it's like, I'll go leave him with someone else. But then... You don't want to. Deep down, you're just like, oh, I'm terrible. Yes. But then you're just like, I, I got to provide to you too. And then they get older and then he's going to be like, yo, like, come play with me. Well, why can't you play with... My son right now, he says, can you work this much? <laughs> can you work this much and then come play with me? And I was like, I wish I could, puppy, but just work this much, puppy. Come on. You work too much. I was like, yeah, I do work too much. But yeah, dude, everything changes. You start saying, I'm guessing. sure you get just a flip. Switch just flips in Everything your brain, and, and then you're more tired, and then ah, but it's it's all part of it too. So. Really? Yeah, it's part of what, what human beings are, I guess. Mm-hmm. We're made for that. Were you in Brazil when the World Cup happened? Oh yeah, yeah, really? Yeah. Did you get to catch any World Cup games? Uh, no, no, no. way too expensive, way too expensive. Fanfest maybe? No, no, tampoco. Way too crazy. No, too crazy. You don't <laughs> yeah. like to go out there and be like that. Uh, I'm not really big into 
going out or that's good like just like a wasting a your time spending your money out there for no reason just like a lot of people and i have to like decide ways to get between people and that yeah. one so you didn't even i didn't even go i mean i went to friends houses to watch games every single game mm-hmm. i was watching all the games all the time that's and the best dude yeah. the best when it's the World a lot Cup better comes. than go to uh, do the fun fan fest you think so i think so Unless your friends go as a group. As a group. Yeah. I'm over here trying to plan when the World Cup comes to the USA, Mexico, and Canada. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, well, if I can't make tickets, I definitely want to experience something, you yeah. know. But it's just the whole experience now. Yeah. Even with the World Cup now being in December, I'm just like, yo, I'm missing something right now. Like, yeah. it's the summer. Like, it's, we're yeah. supposed to be up every day watching three games a day. And then as the final, the final, what, what is it, June, July? Yeah, we would have already had a, a final yeah. crown. Brazil yeah. just had their um, hour, I guess. Mm-hmm. Our 20-year uh, um, fifth know. anniversary for the... For the fifth World Cup the fifth they World won? Cup, yeah. The fifth World Cup that they won was... 20. Korea? Yeah, Korea, Japan. Korea, Japan? 2002. That was a monster team, dude. Yeah, no, that was... That was... That was the dream team. That and was it wasn't even team. the dream team yet. Where were you when they won that World Cup? Oh, I remember. I remember the day. Yeah? I think the game started right at 5 or 4 or something like that. Against Germany. Against Germany. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, waking up, going to my bed, my mom and dad's bedroom, turning on the TV. We had to like get the antenna going yeah. to see that. Mm-hmm. Get the right angle. The static the, is just, it's, yeah. it's getting clear. It's not getting yeah, clear. Like, uh-huh. oh, little down, little up. Mm-hmm. Click, 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 yeah. click. That's the kind of TV. <laughs> click, 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 click. And uh, Ronaldo scored those two. Hivaldo was just killing it. Yeah. I at least at least once once or twice a month. I'm just I just throw on YouTube to watch that Brazil finally. 2002 World Cup campaign. Dang! If you don't do that, do that because it's a you can see some pretty special stuff there. And I can't imagine how it was in Brazil coming into that final because. Well, I was too young. Still too young? But I, I would like, imagine everything just stands still. Oh, no. The, it was for those two hours, the country, I, I'm pretty sure there was no one on the streets. It's probably like in Mexico, you know? A lot of people don't like to watch politics. A lot of people don't like to do this. But when the soccer comes on, everything shuts down. Yeah. Yep. How would, I'm sorry to ask this, but when Brazil lost to Germany, <laughs> how was that? Uh, it was, well... I was ex- I did so funny enough because I did a drawing mm-hmm. like my own my own thing like I did like a board like kind of like a, March Madness kind of yes. thing okay okay and I got every team right except one I don't think I had Colombia moving or Chile one of the two moving to the finals but uh, the team that got because Colombia got beat by Brazil exactly in the quarterfinals, I think it was. Yes, so I think it was Colombia. I don't, mm-hmm. I, I don't, I didn't, have, didn't have him going through. Mm-hmm. Um, so they they went out anyways mm-hmm. the first round, but I got Brazil and Germany in the semifinals, and Germany and sorry, and Argentina and Netherlands on the other semifinal. Mm. Would it have been different if Neymar was playing? No, you don't think so? No, I don't think so. No, no. I want to say maybe. Well, different. Maybe not seven one. Yeah. Maybe six five. But it's because the type of play. Seven two. <laughs> do you like Neymar? Oh yeah. yeah. Do you like Neymar on the national team? Um, I think this year he's gonna have a a different role. Yes, because he's a uh, he's older. Mm-hmm. He's more. He's one of the more experienced now. Mm-hmm. And so if he doesn't win this, he his gold status. Or I think he's gonna go. You think so? His gold status. Well, I mean, there's a lot of goats in Brazil. 
Yeah. So. But then we have a lot more people in the positions. A lot younger people. A lot younger. Vinicius got Rodrigo. We got. Hafinha, I love Anthony. We got Anthony. I love that guy, dude. He's baller. And then, yeah, there's just so many people. I was having this conversation with somebody else, and he was telling me how he thinks that Vinicius won't get a start compared to all the players that are out there. And I was like, he has to get a start. But we still have four months to yeah. get to the World Cup. Yeah, the so list I mean, hasn't even come out yet. No. I was no. listening to a podcast with uh, the national team coach, Chichi. Mm-hmm. And he said that in 2014, they were scouting about 40 players, 30 plus to 40 players. Mm-hmm. And now they're scouting 75 players. Wow, for the World Cup. For the 26 roster spots that there is in the World Cup. Hmm. Who would your starting lineup be? Oh, my goodness. And then I'll ask you who you're, if you had to make a team of 11 players out of all the players that you've played with. Oof. Okay. <laughs> Let's make this interesting. Let's go with... Uh, <clears throat> Alison in the back, probably. Oh, no? Man. Alison or Ederson, man. I don't, I don't, I, honestly, I don't think I would care. Yeah? But I think I Ederson think, is better with his so? feet. With his feet. Okay. And, but I'm going to put Alison there. Okay. Because Liverpool went further than Man City this year. Okay. I he deserves it. I'm gonna the center backs, man. I'm gonna go with Marquinhos and Thiago Silva. Safe. That's a safe bet. No, but sometimes things be happening where I'm just like, yo, like I feel like Thiago's really good, but he's old now, but sometimes he gets, He's a winner. He's a winner. He's That's a, a good winner. way to put it. Lucio in two thousand two, he was old but he was a winner. hmm So I think that a team needs that. And he's been around the quality forever when he was young and was at ac milan like he's been around yeah quality 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 yeah and like he was like oh of psg because he didn't fit the system so and he killed it at chelsea <laughs> you know what I'm he saying? won the champions league at chelsea yeah excuse me so you got your center and backs right back danny alves nah not, no no more. He's, not playing, no more he's playing for pumas, pumas that's a yeah. crazy move dude i saw it this morning he had always seen he'd always said great things about mexico but now he's he's in there dude he's living it um, man, I don't even know who's playing the fullbacks now. Who was the last one? All right. Give me your anybody. It doesn't matter. It doesn't have to be okay, the I'm best. Gonna, I'm going to go with uh, Marcelo or Alexandra. Alexandra. He's a younger. He's Sandra. a good player. Okay. But um, right back. I'm going to go with Fagner. Okay. Because okay. <laughs> I just faded my memory right now. Fagner, he plays for Corinthians. All right. You um, ain't got to think about it too much. Just throw names out there. Casemiro and... Okay. Um, Fabinho. Okay. It's hard to play them both at the same time, but well, they're you know. both pretty defensive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you want to get? We're gonna give Neymar as a the ten. Freedom. A little bit of freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put Neymar as a ten, not as a false nine. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna go with uh, Rafinha, Vinicius Junior, Richardson. No, Richardson. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I think that's I think that's my go-to. I think I'm sure I'm forgetting some names. My bad, Brazilian yeah, no. guys. But I was put on the spot. <laughs> I I like Richarlison. I think he gets a lot of bad rap. I think he's a quality player. But you need a post-up man like that sometimes, yeah. man. I was gonna put uh, Jesus, Gabriel Jesus, Jesus, but he's not. He's good. He fits he's Arsenal. More, he's more of a, like a mobile yes. nine. It, he's yes. more into space. And having that Richarlison with Ronaldinho, Neymar, to be able to play off of him yeah. like that, I think that would work well. But give me your 11 of players that you've played with. Vlad. 
Vlad is number in, one. In the box? Yeah, like goalkeeper. Okay. Goalkeeper. Um, do I play myself? Of course. Okay. <laughs> left back or number 10? Left back. Okay. Left back. Um, I'm going to go with uh, Sebastian Pineda. He played for the energy. Um, or is it all the center back? I'm going to go with... Um, I'm going to skip that center back, okay? okay. It, uh, you come back to it. Right back. I'm going to go with... Uh, what was his name, man? What was his name? come back to that too okay holding mid <clears throat> Danny Frid and Herrick 10 I'm gonna put Adam Black there because I've seen him play okay and played with him mm-hmm. <clears throat> left winger I'm gonna go with one because he's a very good connection yeah with that's me. Marcelo that's yeah. uh <laughs> well I have to take Adam Black out because I didn't actually play with him but I'm gonna go put Raul was a 10 sorry Adam Black <laughs> Raul he uh-huh. plays in uh, um, he's playing Spain he's no he's Spanish he plays in <clears throat> Australia right now. Okay. Um, right mid. Oh, man, I'm forgetting so many people. <laughs> I'm going to put Gabi on the right mid because okay. he can play anywhere. Yeah, that guy's a baller. And Hui has a nine. Okay. Actually, I'm going to put Gabi as a right back. Gabi as a right back? Gabi as a right back because he played in Europe as a right back. Really? Yeah. Hmm. And um, I still don't have that center back, that right center back. And it's going to be, there's a guy that I play with in Brazil, so calm. Mm. His name is Vitor Paulino. Mm-hmm. He's a, he deployed college here. Very good, solid player, very technical. And he's going to be the one. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Sounds like a good list. Yeah. <laughs> I'll play them. I play with them again. Nice. Nice. <laughs> um, your experience at Western, man. How has that been? Do you remember the first time you rolled into Western? Oh, yeah. Tell me about it. I was, uh, it was 2018 as well. Nick Pettit called me. What are you doing right now? In the next 30 minutes. Like, dude, I'm just sitting Sunday on the couch. Morning. <laughs> yeah. I'm just sitting, yeah, exactly. Sitting mm-hmm. on the couch, just like watching. <laughs> I think that was... No, no. Yeah. Yeah, that was during the World Cup time, 2018. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah. Brazil. Yeah. Uh-huh. No, that's um, 2014 was in Brazil. Russia, Russia. exactly. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was watching some games, I, I remember. And then, oh, I'm not doing anything. All right, come over. Get your shoes. I'm coming Get to pick your... you up right now. <laughs> no, uh, no. I think my, my girlfriend at the time, wife mm. now, she took me and uh, took my shoes, shin guards. All right, here's the uniform. Go register. Here's the money to register. Go. And I get there. I see all these guys that I played with and against in college mm. and for the imps and mm-hmm. the energy. Um, You're just like, what did I walk into? Like, what is this? Uh-huh. I've never seen this before. And it's and just like a hole in a wall. Like you go down Western, you take a left, it starts <laughs> looking sketchy, and then you go through the gates, and then it kind of just oh, exactly. opens up for you. Exactly. Uh-huh. And I played there. I don't remember who he was against, but I remember that I scored two goals. Mm. First, we won 2 0. I was like, okay, I can do this. Mm. I can do this. First year, I had like 10 goals, 10 assists. They did put me as a forward because mm-hmm. I, was, I was still in shape. Mm-hmm. Still had my- you could still run, you know? Yeah. And, um, and you went from there. That's how it started. I mm-hmm. never, never left Mexico. <laughs> never left Mexico. No, never I left mean, Western. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. The Mexico team. The Mexico team, team yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, and then the second year, I think we won. Mm-hmm. Or, yeah. No, yeah, 19 we won. 2019. And you played in a final. That, those finals get intense. I, like, I love it. Bro. 
Oh my goodness. Oh, I recorded that final. Yes, you did. I did record that yes, final. I recorded yes, the whole game in the with the drone and everything. That those are experiences, man. Yeah, cuz like there's people all over the place. Mhm. It's like those one uh one-on-one videos that you watch the basketball or football. Mm-hmm. People are like right there. Mhm. It's like guys take it take two yeah. steps back, you know? They make it so much more intense than what it really is. Yes. You know, because it's just the regular game. But when you have everybody watching you like that, you know, you kind of don't want to get, you don't want to look bad or anything like that. And even just being out there, it kind of like ups your rep. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, you know, Alex went from three stars to five stars because he made it to the (laughs) final. You know what I'm saying? It's just like your street credibility kind of goes up a little bit. And playing as a left back, you're like, you're right there. Right there. Hearing everybody talk shit. Got him. Got him. (laughs) <laughs> it reminds me of that TikTok. <laughs> like all that crap. And, and, and there's some good players out there, man. There's yeah, there are some quality players. A lot of players that get players. paid, handsome salaries to go represent, bonuses when they score goals, like yeah, all man. that stuff. They have a whole a whole religion going there, man. I low-key think there's betting that goes under the table. Like all I'm the sure coaches get together and be like, hey, you know, we're going to put in five grand. Winner gets it all. Or you've, I've, I've heard of like $3,000 games going on. Like we've got a Tigres and somebody else playing. I've heard that they bet like four grand on it. And it's just, yeah, it's its own little enterprise on there, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, well, they they got the money. So yeah, they, they, they can do whatever they want with their money. But not fix the fields. But not fix the fields, <laughs> no. Um. Of all the Brazilian players that you've seen here in Oklahoma City, which give me your top three. Brazilian. Yeah. Oh, man. There's a big Brazilian there's community a lot of, here. Yeah. There's a lot of Brazilians. That they're just here or played college? No, like here. Well, some that you've played here in Oklahoma, but like you're just like that guy's top. Top tier. Top. I always love Peterson. to ask that. Peterson? Oh yeah, you like the way Peterson plays? He was near, very Peterson here. Talk about chill. <laughs> Stepping on the ball. Yeah. And he's so big, dude. I've seen I played with him. You know, you get that stiff far from Peterson, there's yeah, nothing would. you can do. It, it, I mean, he has like half a knee, maybe. <laughs> yeah, wait, <laughs> half. He has two knees here, but he really only half. Exactly. Half yeah. of one. Yeah, and he's, he balls. He yeah. balls out. I mean, right now he balls out for about 15, 20 minutes, and then he starts to hurt, and mm-hmm. then he needs to go home or he needs to Such take a, great a break. Dude, man. He's man, a great a, coach, too. Great I, coach. I feel like he connects really well with I coached with him at MacU. Yeah? With, under Evan. Nice. And, uh, Shout out to Evan. And yeah. Patterson. What's up, guys? <laughs> Um, another great player, Brazilian. Well, Gabi, you gotta give it to Gabi. Mm-hmm. And um, who has great personal training going on too? Yes, talk yes. about marketing. Yeah, <laughs> that guy's. Yeah, he's he's, he's doing it, he's doing it right too. Mm-hmm. He's got we got we share a lot of the we we get together every now and again we we share a lot of the same ideas too. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, one more. Who are you gonna give it to? Not to make anybody upset if they're getting left out or anything yeah. like that. I'm thinking about it. Like, like, <laughs> Who am I going to say into? this one, we got to say that yeah. one. You can have honorable um, mentions at the end. <laughs> honorable mentions, okay. Uh, I, give me your three first and then we'll get the honorable Rodrigo, man. Rodrigo? Yeah. Okay. He's a baller too. Is he? I, He's a very, I'm very sorry, good. Rodrigo. I haven't seen you personally play, but he has some accolades. And he's out there refing in Florida right now too. Yeah, he's, yeah he chose the, the refing route. That's that's I was communicating with him too, and I was like, "Dude, refing? Have you ever refed? No, it's never fun. Refed. It's a different way of being out there, running behind the players, and just it's it's different, but it's a lot of abuse too. Oh, you know? I'm sure, I'm sure. It's just Oklahoma's kind of wild for that, you know. I've I've been to a couple of games where I'm like looking at the parent, like, "Yo, are you guys serious? Indoor, indoor is the worst too for kids. Like, 
They're they're seven years old. They're playing four v four. Man, I don't know what's what's going on in their heads. What about those honorable mentions? Who else do you have up there? Rafa is a baller too. Mm-hmm. Rafa is a baller. Um, there's Mateus Montovani. Mateus Golveia. Uh, actually, I actually play with both of them in Brazil. Somebody says which there's they know him by there's Big Butt Mateus and then Big Butt Mateus is the Golveia. I've heard he's really. Really, really. I mean, he's not where he was before, but I heard he was insane. Yeah, play. Okay. I played with him for three separate occasions in the same club that Portuguese that I was telling you about. Oh, in Brazil? In Brazil, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Talk about and, a small world. Yeah. Uh, Montovani is a good, very good one. Mm-hmm. Call him China, China, because mm-hmm. he's got the little. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> he's always, his name has always been that. Um, Lucas, mm. very good player too, like a pit bull. Okay. We'll, we'll take your ankles if he has to. I hate Mateus, did Mateus Govea did not like to play against him. No, because I mean... Because he, he was either get the ball or get the foul. Well, it's because the way he plays is he will sometimes hang on to it a little bit more than he needs to. Yeah. And that'll cost you against yep. somebody who's going to take your ankles. Yeah. Because I hate playing against people that hang on to the ball a little bit more. And they got the skills, you know, like this. But I fucking hate you guys. Yeah. Like... It's, maybe it's either the cockiness that it comes off of just being able to have the ball on your feet and get away from space. Yep. It's just, but that's just me, guys. Sorry. No, I mean, that, that's, that's, that's their strength. Like mm-hmm. we're talking about. That's yeah. their strength. And like my strength, as I was saying, was defense. So Speed. I'm like, I'm not going to go at you. Mm-hmm. And I, like I said, I play with Matils. Matils, like, he told me, like, I don't, want, I don't like to play against you because you're mm-hmm. the only one who can stop me. Mm-hmm. Or... Not necessarily stop or... But you know what to do. Exactly. I'm no. like, I'm going to give you your space. If you can't take the ball away from him, you'll at least be able to make him go somewhere. By yeah. cutting off this side, I'm going to make you go that way. You yeah. Know? And Sorry. if he takes a big touch, I got the speed yeah. to recover. Mm-hmm. So, it's just knowing who you're playing against. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Just Honestly. knowing who you play against. You can't. You have to adapt on every situation. Because mm. there's some pretty big guys at Western. Yeah. Dude, like I'm not gonna. I'm five eight. <laughs> You've ever played against like uh, those Hondurians, which are those like I, I automatically when you said big guy, I think of Punky. You ever know who Punky is? He's just. If I see his face. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> he's a big big guy, heavy set, and he plays like a, a CDM uh, for, for. I want to say it's like Buena Vista or uh, one of those South American teams, but a big guy, dude, big guy. And then you play against people that just don't care who you are. They'll take your ankles no matter what. So you gotta you have to be careful out there. Mm-hmm. I don't careful. I don't hang on to the ball very long. No. I take no. two, three, four touches max. I'm like, oh, there you go. Do you ever have any bad injuries? I had a contusion, which is just like a like a okay, muscle okay, okay, bruise. Okay, 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 okay. And uh, sorry, just gotta make sure that. Now we're on. No, we're, no, we're in track. Hour, hour twenty three, man. Oh man, we're gonna wrap it up here pretty soon. Um, uh, sorry, what was I saying? Uh, oh, contusion. the contusion. We're gonna cross the ball. Crossed it. The guy just came with the knee straight on my thigh. Like, dead centered. The mm. next day, I could not lift my foot off the ground by this much. That's terrible. Couldn't put my underwear, my shorts, my shoes on. I had to use crutches. And I did, like, hours and hours of therapy a day. Mm. And then Harvey was like, I need you. Which, like, was I was fortunate because after that game, we had, like, a, a break. 10-day break. Sorry, we had a, a week break and then a, a game. Mm-hmm. And then, like four more days break mm-hmm. so I missed that one game came back 10 days later after their injury but there's so much scar tissue built yeah. up here so I had to like so away games I would have to do ice and do the the pulsing thing yeah and then you sometimes roll it out too 
Yeah, I didn't roll it out. Uh, that's because. terrible. I have friends who, if you stand next to them, they'll give you the knee right here. Oh, just the, for the, no fun, just a contusion oh for no God. fun. Just, I hate kind of friends that, dude. you have. Terrible friends, dude. <laughs> terrible friends. But I know exactly. That's the worst. That's one of the worst pains you can yeah. get, man. And it's it don't have any strength. Mm-mm. So I played with a sleeve, but every time I had to push stop. Off. Or, no, yeah. stop. Taking off wasn't the problem, but stop because you go like, yeah, quick feet. That scar tissue would just shake in there, and it was it was a pretty bad, pretty bad pain. That's the worst one that you've had. That sounds pretty good. If that's the worst yes, one you've had, that's the worst one I had. You've been blessed, dude. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't tear any ACL. Didn't lacerate a kidney. I had uh, Cody Larendi tell me about how he came out as a goal kick, uh, corner kick. Came out, got the ball, was running into somebody. He turned, and when he turned, the other guy jumped, and he caught his knee right here. <laughs> Break ribs, lacerated kidney, and the kidney <gasps> is what filters your everything to restroom and all that stuff. So he ended up bleeding. You know when you punch somebody, a boxer bleeding punches, inside, and bleeding coming out of everywhere. He had to get a bag to be able to filter some of his urine and all that stuff. It took him ten months, eleven months to. Oh my god, yeah, to no, come back from that. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very. Crazy. I have this that. scar right here, under my eyebrow. Uh, I was playing high school, and the ball was coming. I heard somebody say, "Flick it." I jumped up, flicked it, and when I flicked it, the guy behind me jumped up and then header head headbutted me right here. This was like first five ten minutes, and and I was on the ground on my knees because I had see, felt the blood. By the time my coach came, it was like this. Your eye, yeah. was it like it was swollen, all this like swollen shut. And I had to get thirty two stitches. Thirty two stitches. I had to get stitches over my stitches. It was bad, dude. Real bad. This was like my junior year. So it was just like... He's got a corner in his head or something? I don't know what it was. And then at Western, you see this? You see how swollen this is? Uh Uh-huh. It's going to stay like that forever. It was the last game of this season. We were playing with like 10, 9 people because everybody didn't show up. We didn't make playoffs. And I went to slide to pressure a player and he ripped the ball. I was a forward Mm. sliding. I shouldn't have gone into this ball. He ripped it from like here to the chair and the ball smashed my fingers it, it went backwards or all these fingers went back this one i had to get stitches here this my pinky was pushed in i had to go to the er jesus christ i remember just popping this back into place it was bad dude but that's battle wounds man yeah yeah battle exactly wounds. it's part of the job you gotta gotta do what you gotta do <laughs> gotta do what you gotta do i mean you're you're you went there willingly right yeah i mean <laughs> it's one of those play where you're just like i shouldn't have yeah why we're man down you're a defender. I'm a forward. Why am I even pressuring you? What am I going to do if I get the ball? It's just... But you don't think about it. No, I just you know go. What I'm saying? I just go. How can people find you, my friend? Well, I'm on social media, mm-hmm. Instagram, Bast underscore soccer training, at Bast underscore soccer training. If you want to find my personal, it's uh, Ali, no, Alex, Ali, A-L-E, Bumpa, mm-hmm. T, Ali Bumpa T, and uh, website, Bast Soccer Training, okay dot com booker session mm. got a camp coming up august 1st nice got a couple couple spots left if you want to if you have a 2014 15 player if you have a 2010 11 12 or 13 player come on on we have some very good very good faces showing to that camp so if you want to train at a high level be at a competitive environment with good instructions good coaches and good quality that's the place to be. We're going to do it at the energy fields. So. Nice. That place is nice. nice. I think you had a training there yeah. last year, all my right? Camps, all my camps are there. That's a nice field. Yeah. You're killing it, dude. You had a lot of kids out there. I've yeah. seen that. I was, was like, whoa. I remember seeing them with like two or three kids and now you're in camps. Yeah. So that's crazy. Exactly. How much is it going to be for me to sign somebody up? 
Uh, it's 150 mm-hmm. for the three-day pass. And um, if you need to do a two-day, text me. My phone number is at the website or at the Instagram page. Just text me or send me an email, whatever you want to do. We'll, we'll work it out for you for sure. Nice. Yeah. Um, dude, an hour and 30 minutes goes by like this yeah. on a podcast. I just got here. Huh? I just got here. I know you did just get here. <laughs> so I, I appreciate you for coming on. And then if you ever want to come back on, if you have any guests that you want to see come on here, dude, just let us know, man. We'll make it yeah. happen. But good luck with your uh, camp that you have coming on. And I'm pretty sure I'm going to keep seeing you kill it, dude. Yes, sir. So you have anything to there, say? We'll be there tomorrow. Huh? We'll be there tomorrow. Where? A Western. Where? Who do you guys play? Southampton. Southampton. That's the new team? Yes. Yeah. They just they just came on from the second division. I think. I can't be wrong. Those teams struggle, man. <laughs> yeah, so it's hard to come from the second division to play in the first. Yeah. But um we only have after this game we only have like top oh. six and up. But you guys against. already made playoffs, so it's kinda of, Yeah, yeah. You guys aren't really just gotta secure the spot now. Secure the spot, yeah. Which is it can be pretty competitive. Uh, there's a lot of teams trying to fight for that top eight. I was there last week. You guys had tied. Who did you guys play last uh, week? Was it? It wasn't Roma. No, 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 no. It was the. You played Dhaka? No. Certified Lions. Certified. Yeah, yeah like that's who it was. Yeah, 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 yeah. Good game. 2-2? Good game. 2-2. 2-2. Yeah. What's a favorite team that you have out there that you play against? Like if you had to say like that, that team always brings it. Man, all the teams bring it, you know? Yeah, you never know what you're going to get. Yeah. It could either be a 4-0 or a 1-1. You never know. Yeah, so we played Priscilla uh, Hoja, and then uh, we were like, we were on fire for that game. They were down, I think, one or two players, but then we ended up still winning like 5-1. Really? We were hoping, we were not hoping, sorry. We were expecting a very hard game, but then it ended up not being a hard game. But then we played Lobos in it beginning of the season which I think they also just came up from the second division and we lost. Mm-hmm. That's our only loss. That's what I heard. You guys lost the first game to the last place team yes. at the beginning of the season. And, and they're still that, at last place. That's soccer, dude. <laughs> that's soccer so, for yeah. you. Nice. Nice. Well, um, any messages for anybody that's listening? Do you want to say what's up? Hello. Goodbye. Uh, well, say hi to my parents. Sorry, guys. I will call you. <laughs> you can okay. say it in Portuguese, too, if you it's, want. It's, uh, Mãe, pai, vou WhatsApp. Vou aliás, hein? And for the kids, mm-hmm. man, like you were saying, keep consistent, keep it real, have your goal set, write it down, mm. and um, work on it. Mm. Look at it every day. It's like, okay, how can I get to this goal a little bit closer to this goal today? Mm-hmm. And work when no one's looking at you because that's when you're actually going to get better. Mm. Stay consistent because if you lose your motivation, um, being consistent will eventually bring it back. Exactly. Nice. Anyone I can slap in the face can bring your motivation down. Yeah. Cons- stay consistent, not motivated. Well, good if you stay motivated, but if you yeah. stay consistent, you always feed that motivation. Mm-hmm. I hear you. I hear you. Oh, one last thing, dude. I saw you run the marathon last yes, year. Was that yes, the sir. first time you've ever ran the marathon? Yeah. And I feel like, and I told my wife this the other day, or somebody this, I was like, doing the Oklahoma City Marathon is like the most Oklahoma City thing you can do. Like, mm-hmm. if you run it, you're officially an Oklahoma City person. But I also heard that you did it with no training. Yeah. And you must be in shape because you did it in four hours, right? Uh, well, no training would be... I was. I would be dumb if I did no training. Yeah. I just signed up and showed up. Yeah. No, I mean, I, regular soccer training, but not, like, 
training tailored to marathon? Oh, no, or? absolutely not. I just, uh, I just one day, I signed up for it. I told people, like, I'm going to run a marathon. Watch it. I'm going to run the marathon. I'm going to run a marathon. And then at one time, I actually signed up for it mm-hmm. three months after I started telling people. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I got to do it now. Yeah. So I signed up. I actually paid the, the, the more expensive price because I waited so long. Yeah, 150 or something done like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, um, uh, but the week before, I went out to Lake Hafner. I ran the whole thing. How am I feeling? 11, 12 miles. No, it's like 9.4. Oh, is it 9.4? 9.4. Okay. And then I'm like, oh my God, I feel like crap. I need a nice bath. Mm-hmm. I needed to stretch. Everything was hurting. It's like, okay, I'm going to run the Lake Hafner again two days from now. So one day off, run again. Mm-hmm. Felt so much better. Didn't yeah. need a nice bath. You need to build that strength into your legs. It's the consistency mm-hmm. that will get you to run a marathon. So if you run two, three miles a day, I mean, that's every day you consistent, you'll build that base, that foundation to build your skyscraper and then maybe be able to tackle it. But you definitely need those long runs. Yeah. And then my longest run before the marathon was 14 miles. Wow. I was going to do 20, but no marathon training trainer will tell you to run 20 miles. How before was that? It was marathon was was on Sunday, right? Mm -hmm. Sunday. Yeah. That was probably Thursday. Oh, wow. So you were going hard right yeah. before the marathon. But something about going hard just makes it easier for you to go hard the next day. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And then I took off. It was a Wednesday. Sorry. Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Took off Thursday. Ran Friday. Mm-hmm. Just to like like two mile run. So nice and easy. Let those that lactic acid out exactly. of your legs. Mm-hmm. And then nothing. I trained Saturday mm-hmm. until like four or five. Didn't I went to my friend's friend's house, mm-hmm. the guy that ran with me, Simon. Mm-hmm. Shout uh, out to Simon. Shout out from to Simon. From MacU. From MacU, exactly. Uh-huh. He's, in, he's in Greece now. Nice. Doing some, um, I believe it's uh, missionary work. Missionary really? Work? Yeah. That guy's active, man. He was yeah. also doing some training at Norman North and then yes, went to stay yes, with him they too. Yes, they went to stay, so, yeah. yeah. Killing it, Simon. Yes, sir. And um, man, we showed up and I just got in the zone. We just got in the zone and we just started pushing each other. Mm. We looked at the clock at the time and be like, all right. We had an eight-minute pace right now. You guys are insane. Do you want to speed it up or do you want to slow down? It's like, let's keep it. Let's keep it. And then we run. We do like executive meetings throughout the throughout the, the race. Like Checking in. Take take the headphones off. You ran with headphones? Oh, yeah. I could not run with headphones. Really? I could not run with headphones. I don't know why. I did the marathon twice. The, I had a terrible time the second time, too. My first time wasn't great either, but I could not wear headphones. I don't know why. Really? I just wanted to hear the... I love listening to people cheering you on. Like, yeah, but on. as soon as I got to like a crowded place, boom, mute the headphones. Mute the headphones, run, get that, that extra boost for uh-huh. the next after mile. Thir- after mile 13, there's nobody saying hi to you until the end anyways. Like, yeah, halfway there. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, yeah, that's crazy. You get to that point where it's just like half a marathon, turn this way, full marathon this way. And you're just like, here we go. <laughs> here we halfway go. there, yeah. And no, then, not even halfway there because... Yeah, it's probably like six yeah. miles in or something like that. And, um, and we do those meetings throughout the race and we're like, okay, no, no, we're going to keep it. And then the last two miles, you're going to go for it. And then last two miles came around, I was like, you going to go for it? It's like, no, dude, <laughs> we're done. Last two miles, you're probably out there like, uh, like on 10th Street or something like that. Yeah. And the most beautiful thing about it all was the start of the race. Yes. Just lining up. Yeah. Everybody's on the same mission. Everybody's like high energy and they're just like, marathon runners, are you ready? The moment of silence. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's great. And then seeing people run next to you, I did not run nowhere near as fast as you did. So I was getting passed and passed and passed. But seeing 
old people running. I saw a guy run barefoot. There was a pregnant lady that ran it. Barefoot, dude. Barefoot. Jesus. Some guy was just running barefoot. Seeing a guy running in a firefighter outfit. Oh, my God. That's just yeah, I respected those guys, man. You're going to do it again? Yes. This year or next year? Or not next year or the year after? How early? Will I, it have be? A, I have a, a goal for this year. I, I achieved all my goals this year. And I made a goal. A th- like, personal goal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty early to achieve the goals. I, I wanted to run a half marathon. I wanted to run a full marathon. And after I did that, before April, I ran. I was running three half marathons in a week. Hmm. So now I can run a half marathon easy. Mm-hmm. But uh, my next goal is to do a um, half sh- Ironman. A what? Half Ironman. That's what I was going to ask you. You strike me as a person that'll do something like that or a triathlon, a triathlon, triathlon or something yeah. like that. Because for me, I think we're similar in that. It's like having an impossible goal in front of you. Like even if you don't make it, like if you shoot for the moon and miss, you're still in the stars. Exactly. Kind of thing like that. And for me, it was now I'm getting a little bit better. But after soccer, it was so hard for me to stay in shape and uh, your metabolism slows down so fast. Mm -hmm. So it's easier for you to gain weight. And I could not run to save my life. But the day that I signed up for the marathon, I did not miss a training because I had that in my head. Like, got to train. Yeah. Got to got to do it. You're going to get hurt if you don't. Yeah. (laughs) If you're not ready, physically ready at least. I was not physically ready for the second marathon. And I kid you not, I started walking (laughs) around class and curve. Penn Square Mall, class and curve. I almost walked it the whole way back. It was terrible. Yeah, Michael Thomas, he ran and he told me, like, dude, you're going to hit that class. You're going to hit class and it's going to be awful. And that's when I started cramping. Mm. My groin and my hamstrings cramping for the last four miles, yeah. like pulling. Yeah. That's when Simon, I was like, dude, I got I to gotta stretch. Yeah. And he just kept going. And I'm like, okay. Yeah. I stretched for about. 25 seconds <laughs> yeah and just but 25 seconds he's like way up gone there, even and though he's not going that well he's going eight minute miles so yeah he is pretty fast so i, I was like so i went on a, a quick sprint caught up to him and just endure the the cramp because i would like try to kick it out mm-hmm. the cramp like run completely wrong running form mm-hmm. but just at least like the muscle wouldn't pull just some relief Exactly. Uh-huh. I would shuffle sideways to feel the gramp, the, uh-huh. to, to stretch that groin. Anything was stretching. Yeah. I was like, go touch my knees, stretching. At that point, it's 20-something miles in. Yeah. That's insane. Insane. But something about just struggling through that. How Even after the marathon, you just feel so good. How did you feel after the marathon? Um, I, like achieved. You yeah. know, like I, I, I did it. It's almost like it doesn't even feel that bad. Like, I didn't think I was going to feel that bad after the marathon, but having the accomplishment over your shoulders, like, it's just like... Bottom of your foot hurts. Yeah, it's worth it, but, like, it's like, I ran a marathon. How many people can say that? Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot of people. Not a lot. I remember when I used to tell people, it's like, hey, I'm thinking about running the marathon. My dad was like, that's local. You're crazy. Like, why would you do that? Like, and I'm just like, there's something about it. And they're just like, ah, you want to run with me? No, I'm not doing that. I can't do that. And I was like, why? Yes, you can that's the worst thing you can say. Don't say that you can't. No. The second you say you can't, you can't. So it's like, and come on, let's do it. That's what made me go for for the half Ironman. Mm-hmm. I have no idea how to swim. No? I don't know how to swim. <laughs> but I, I'm planning on doing it by the end of the year. This year? Yeah. Where? Which I I don't know. It depends. Know. It depends. They have a bunch. Just go on their yeah. website, they have a bunch. But the only my only thing is it needs to be uh, lake, not, not sea. Not in the ocean? Not in the ocean. You don't want to swim in the ocean? 
I would love to for vacation and chill uh-huh. in the water. But you're not going into the deep sea? No. Uh, it scares you? I'm not doing that. Well, not the fact that I don't know how to swim. You don't know how I to don't swim? I don't know how to swim. Okay. Never had lessons. I know how not to drown, uh-huh. but that's different than knowing how to swim. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I know how not to drown, but I don't know how to swim. I don't know how to swim. Uh-huh. So um, never, never had lessons. Or we, I went to like some, uh, like when we were little, little, mm-hmm. you did like not swim lessons, but like you just get in the pool with the teachers mm-hmm. and whatever. But I was uh, allergic to the, what's the product? The chlorine, chlorine or whatever yeah. it is in it. Okay. So I, back in the day, there wasn't salt water pools. There mm-hmm. wasn't whatever water pools. It was only chlorine. That's the cheapest way to keep it clean is just yeah, just pour the chemicals in there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I was allergic to that. Mm. So it did, that didn't last very long. Mm. And uh, my, my family is a surfer family. Mm. My brother surfs. My dad surfs. Awesome. And I always had a, a board underneath. Mm-hmm. But it's different than... Yeah. Kind I don't of, even know how to how to float. No, <laughs> man, you got a long ways to go, then, huh? <laughs> yes, that's that's gonna be my biggest challenge. My uncle did the full marathon, the full sorry, the full, the full Ironman, man. and he said if you don't cramp on the bike, you're good. I don't think, cramp on the bike. I think the hardest. I was gonna say the running, but you got the running down. Biking, yeah. nah, you, if you can run, you can bike. Yeah, you got yeah. that down. But what does it start? It starts with the swimming. Swimming, biking, running, and then running. And then half an Ironman is what? 70.3 full miles. Because you do a couple, three, four swimming? And then you do the full marathon on the feet? Uh, half marathon. Half marathon on half your feet? Half marathon, 90 kilometers of biking. And I, I'm not really sure on the swim. I think it's... And then you have to get a special bike too. You can't just get a mongoose from Walmart and just... You can. You can? You can. Uh-huh. It may break. Yeah, it might But you break. can yeah so yeah it, I'm, i mean i'm gonna ha- have to have a at least my wife there with mm-hmm. me a team in case in case i need uh supplements carbs or, or yeah that yeah. kind of thing because i want to i want to finish i'm going for finishing i'm not going for yeah you're not racing you're you know. just completing yeah you know i get you i get you and i'm gonna be way in the back for the swim but just compete <laughs> just if you finish it that's 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 an accomplishment right yeah. there yeah. i hear you that's how I was. I'm not competing against. I'm competing against myself, but mm-hmm. let me just finish this marathon. <laughs> yeah, my goal. I did the day before. I'm like, how many, how many minutes per mile average mm-hmm. I have to, to stay under four hours. That was the goal. That was the goal. What is that? Nine. Um, I think so. That's fast, dude. Yeah, nine minutes per mile. Yeah, that is fast. And, but we never went over. Our fastest mile was about eight oh one, and our slowest mile was about. 8.30. You know who I've seen that kills it in his runs? When he posts his stats is Alan. Alan, yeah. He's, yeah. he's been running too. Fast times. Very. Six minute miles. Eight miles at a time. I'm just like, how do you keep that up? Yeah. He's, he's doing a running program. Oh, is he? Yeah. That's probably what yeah. it is. That's probably what it is. He's getting into that. You have a kid, you slack off, and then eventually you come <laughs> back and have to like come back to where you were yeah. at. Hopefully I won't, I won't do that, but no, I want to... We'll see. You never know, bro. Exactly. When that kid comes, it's just uh, the world turns on its head. Yeah. I'm going to go running this morning. Like, oh, no, I'm not going to go running this morning. I just woke up three times during the night or something. Man. And then you run into, if you don't run in the morning, you have to run after they go to sleep. But if they stay up late, like last night, I didn't run in the morning. So my goal was like, I'm going to run when the kids go to sleep. Because if I run during my lunchtime, it's not fair for my kids. Because you have a 30 minute lunch and you're just going to leave to go run yeah so all right i'm gonna run when you guys go to sleep but my kids didn't fall asleep to like 10 30 last night so then there i am putting my shoes on at 11 o'clock at night and my thing is like did you run mm-hmm. nice. I'd nice i got my five miles in 
And then five miles at eleven p.m. It was beautiful, dude. It was not hot at all. A little warm. No cars. I run just around my neighborhood. That's it. Uh, headphones or no headphones? Headphones. Okay. The SE, yeah, headphones. But it just, I just got to put my shoes on. Once I put my shoes on, I'm out the door. That's like my trigger. That's good. You That's know, good. I have that. Sometimes it's hard, dude. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to run. But once I put my shoes on, I walk out, start slow, and then after half a mile in, it's the groove. Got to get your breathing down. Yeah. The first two, three miles, they are, they're not the best. But no. But especially after, if you don't warm up. If you just walk out of the door. <laughs> that's me. Press, yeah, exactly. That's me too. Press play on your whatever you're listening to. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, the, that's the bad. Yeah? Not bad, but. Well, I heard it's always good to stretch um, after a little bit of activity. It's yeah. always worse to stretch right before you start anything because that's when you're more likely to pull something. Yeah. Because you're fresh. But. I, I usually like start slow. I try to do some high knees mm-hmm. in the beginning of the run, some shuffles, some, and once I feel like I'm good, I can I you pick, pick up. up the pace. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Well, I'm going to be watching, bro. Yeah. I'm going to be cheering you on. I'm going to be like, hey, December, like, have you done your Ironman oh, yet? Man. Like, what's going on? Now we're gonna yeah, we're all to, gonna hold you accountable. I know, right? Could you do? Gonna cut it off, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, no, well, hey, I appreciate your time. It's a uh, Bumpa. What is it? Best Bumpa Elite Soccer Training. Best training, yeah, dude. That's that's probably my favorite part of the whole podcast. Learning yeah. that best training stands for Bumpa Elite Soccer Training. Yeah. All right, man. Anything else? That's it. I, I think, think we've covered all corners. Yeah. This was a good episode, man. I appreciate you, man. Of course. Thanks for having me, man. Of course. Anytime you want to come back. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, This is episode 41. 41. Okay. 41. We're almost at one year. So who do you recommend for me to have on? Who do you want to hear? Brian Harvey, man. Brian Harvey? Brian Harvey. That'd be insane. Can I get Brian Harvey? Of course. We can do anything in this world. Yes. Who do I I have to contact to get Brian Harvey? Um, Do you know Billy Martin? He's the head coach at OCU right now. I'm think I think he if would I see be his the, face. <laughs> <laughs> he would be the he would be the the, connect. the closest link to him. So I have to have him on to have Brian on. <laughs> I have Ooh, to, yeah. I okay. can't, just, okay, I can't yeah. just skip him and be like, hey, let me get Brian on. But mm-hmm. then if you have that, if you have Billy, you also have to have Nathan. Okay. Nathan Dahl. He's at, he's in Tulsa now though. But a uh, great coach too. He was a uh, Harvey's assistant coach when I was there. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, let's build up to that. Let me get the Guy under Brian to okay. eventually get Brian. Sounds yeah. good. These are good problems to have. I'm going to have to ask you for your help for that one. Okay, yeah. We'll, we'll make a group chat or something. All right. <laughs> well, for the listeners, if you've listened to this, if you've gotten this far, dude, you guys are yeah. awesome. I appreciate you guys. Um, anything to say to anybody that's been listening this far? Appreciate you guys and hope you guys enjoyed the talk. August is his camp, so sign up. They're still taking a lot of people, uh, attention to detail. Like, they're the best. Exactly. <laughs> They're yeah. the best. Um, so, hey, uh, to the Mass Football fans, appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, and this has been another episode of the Mass Football Podcast with Bamba. See Peace. you guys.